you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey everybody, it's Monday, October 3rd, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Florio and the specialist, the cast of dozens. Give yourself a round of applause. Helping us put on this show pretty much every day. I mean, between this, uh, Florio, the, the Q&A show on Friday, the Stardom Sit'em show on Thursday, the Sunday uh, game day kickoff show, uh, we are pretty much with people like almost every single day now. Yeah, if they don't have enough of us by now, I I, I don't want them to get any more, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right? like, like, cause I feel like at some point it's sort of the law of diminishing returns if you keep listening to us. Although we appreciate you listening, subscribing, commenting, all that kind of stuff. We appreciate you guys all following along. Uh, it is a Monday show, which means we got a whole lot to get to. We'll have our biggest fantasy takeaways from the week. We'll have some waiver wire targets. We'll do some Madden movers. Uh, we will also do a new segment called Cap or no cap which side note if you uh, listen to this show and you also watch nfl fantasy live you may see something similar on that show too i'm letting you know that this was not a coordinated effort this <laughs> happens to be one of the biggest coincidences of all time trust me floor when, when i got the text from our producer alex wilkes saying hey you guys need to bring a hat because we're doing a, sh a series uh, a segment called cap or no cap i was like 
hmm, something suspicious here. We're also, I was like, wait, on another show? Because I'm already bringing one in for fa- for the podcast. It's just, you know, the biggest plot twist of all plot twists <laughs> that we're doing it on both shows. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, as I mentioned. Let's start with some fantasy headlines. And this one, an unfortunate one, it came down just before we started recording this show. Javante Williams left the game on Sunday against the Raiders with a knee injury. He was immediately ruled out for the game, and we have found out the reason why. Tom Pelissero tweeting uh, just before, as I mentioned before we started, that Williams has a torn ACL. His season is over. That is obviously unfortunate news for Williams, unfortunate news for the Denver Broncos as well. Obviously, Melvin Gordon takes a big step forward. He's the guy who's sort of next up there. But we did see a lot of Mike Boone on Sunday after Williams went down. Uh, We'll do waiver wire pickups a little bit later. But it seems like the obvious pivot right now is for folks who have Javante Williams. I guess you go out and get Mike Boone. Yeah, I I think Mike Boone now, knowing that Javante Williams is out for the year, becomes the top waiver wire guy because he's not just like a band-aid. Like a lot of these other running backs that we've been picking up in recent weeks were because the starter was out a game or two or something like that. This is the rest. This is now the life for the Denver Broncos. Like there's no more Javante Williams. So I anticipate we'll get a split between Boone and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's signing looks super important now. Um, But Melvin Gordon has been struggling himself. Like he leads the NFL in fumbles right now, one per game he's averaging. Uh, He had a bad drop yesterday. Uh, And Mike Boone actually, while they had the same number of carries, Mike Boone played more snaps and had more targets yesterday than Melvin Gordon. I thought it was very telling that when Williams went out, uh, it was Boone that came in first and started getting those opportunities. And so, you know, I don't know if this has to do with the fumbling issues. You know, all reports are that Gordon has really been working on it and really is is taking it seriously and taking it hard that he's holding that he's not holding on to the football. Uh, but Mike Boone gets a big boost. Also, you know, just as a side note, I mean, this is a Broncos offense that still really hasn't put it all together. Williams was kind of the bright spot in that offense. Yeah. This is a big blow to everybody in that Denver offense now. And and my thinking is like I'm going to guess they just lean in even more and start passing the ball like you traded for Russell Wilson, you gave up all of those assets, you made him a very very wealthy man uh to play for you. So at this point now with with Javante down and you having Mike Boone and Gordon like it's time for Russ and and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy like they're going to have to step up even more I think. So if you have those guys on your fantasy team I think it could just mean even more volume for them moving forward. That very well may be the case. And again, uh, best wishes out to Javante Williams. Hopefully a speedy recovery uh, and we see him back for the start of next season. Other big news in Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor left that game in the fourth quarter against the Tennessee Titans. Suffered a high ankle sprain on Sunday. We're still waiting for updates about Taylor. Florio, the tough thing here is it's a short week for the Colts. They play on Thursday night. And certainly if it's a high ankle sprain, the likelihood he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I know Naheem Hines is still out there, but this, there's no easy way to replace Jonathan Taylor. No, he, he was the 1.01 for a reason. And I know he's been off to a slow start for, for his standards, but he's been getting just so much work each week. You start him every single game. I do agree. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people being like, Naheem Hines is, is already rostered, and but he's still available in like something like close to 75% of NFL.com leagues. And if 
you are the JTT manager and Naheem Hines is already rostered, I think Deion Jackson is a pivot this week as well. Yep, just uh, again, if you go out there and you're like, hey, Naheem Hines is already rostered, congratulate yourself on playing in a smart league with smart <laughs> people. But for everybody else, that's still an option out there. And as uh, Florio mentioned, Deion Jackson, a name to keep an eye on. Also, we'll just obviously be monitoring this situation uh, as the week goes along to see what the prognosis is. Some news coming out of Atlanta. The Falcons have placed Cordero Patterson on injured reserve. He's been dealing with a knee injury. This means he's going to miss the next four games at least for the Falcons. So does this mean it's Tyler Algier's season? Algier, I think, is the top pickup here. Uh, We're going to talk about him more with the waiver wire guys, but he played the most snaps of the backup running backs. Him and Caleb Huntley split the carries, but Algier just looks like the more explosive option where Huntley looks like the goal line option. And we're going to talk plenty, too, about how they have the best blocker in the world and Kyle Pitts opening up running lanes for them. (laughs) You're not bitter about that at all. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with with Cordero Patterson in the next few weeks, but Algier is going to be very popular. I know the Dynasty folks were a big fan of him. You were a big fan too. I was a big fan too. When when I saw them uh, a couple weeks ago against the Rams, Algier was on the field a lot, so they definitely like him. Uh, This is going to be definitely his chance to shine in the next month. In Pittsburgh, not an injury situation, but a change at quarterback, Mitch Trubisky was replaced by Kenny Pickett in the third quarter of the Steelers' loss to the Jets. Of course, Pickett also threw an interception on his very first throw. Here's the thing. Kenny Pickett did not have a ball touch the ground. He was 10 of 13 <laughs> with three interceptions. Every ball he threw was caught by somebody, maybe not on his team, but somebody caught his pass. That's an impressive feat right there, uh, but... but- I know the three interceptions is rough, but I'm excited for Kenny Pickett. Like, he came in and immediately gave a spark to the Steelers' offense that desperately needed one. I mean, with Mitch, they were just below a below average offense and it looked very pedestrian at least Pickett is some unknown he, he brings in he's mobile he scored the two rushing touchdowns I, I think he's a guy that you pick up this week you don't start him but I, I'm excited for what he could mean for those receivers around him very interested to see what it means I'll say this just sort of by a quirk in one league, I set Deontay Johnson. In another league, I started George Pickens. And both those moves turned out to be the right moves. That worked out. It very much worked out for me. I will say this, though. Next week, I still think you can start Deontay Johnson. Everybody else, I, I would be willing to sort of sit and wait and see. At least the pass catchers. Najee Harris is another guy yeah. you're starting as well. But the pass catchers, because you're not counting on Chase Claypool or George Pickens generally in a really big way, I think you can afford to wait and see what – Kenny Pickett means for this offense before you start any of those guys. I agree. I I will say, though, like right now, George Pickens is someone I would be trying to get on my roster. He had a lot of targets yesterday. I think he's ascending to be their number two target. But I do agree. Like, I want him on my roster, but I want him on my bench because I want to see him and Pickett do it more than just, you know, a game in relief like yesterday. Also, if I had Najee Harris, I would have been super frustrated watching Kenny Pickett (laughs) run for two touchdowns. I'm sure a lot of people were, were salty about that. Speaking of salty, Alvin Kamara was a surprise inactive for the Saints in their game in London against the Vikings. Now, we knew leading up to it he was questionable. He had the rib injury. Uh, We saw that they elevated Latavius Murray from the practice squad. But I still think a lot of people went to bed on Saturday night kind of hoping, expecting that Alvin Kamara was going to play. I know our own Adam Rank got caught with uh, (laughs) Kamara in his lineup. I know you 
play the Twitter villain suggesting that maybe everybody gets a pass for this one. I was the bad guy because – and at first I just made a poll. I was like if someone was asleep – because like usually when someone is out on Sunday, we get word about it on Saturday night or Saturday in the afternoon at some point. There was no reporters, nothing, being like Alvin Kamara is truly up in the air. He might not suit up or anything. So I was like, hey, we live on the West Coast. It's 6.30 a.m. kickoff. <laughs> like, And then I have a friend of mine who I was playing in fantasy, and he started Alvin Kamara, and he was like, do you mind if I switch him out for like Rex Burkhead or Gerald Everett? I was like, no, go ahead. And then that might be the difference in the week. Are you, you going to win now? <laughs> I, I, he had, he ended up going with Gerald Everett, who scored had a pretty good game, mm-hmm. and might that probably is going to be the difference. But like, I don't know. I I feel like certain things like this, like I don't know. Like we're we're not if you're in a high stakes league or something like that, I get it. But mm-hmm. if you're just playing with friends and stuff, like. I don't know. I feel like, look, if if your commissioner and the people in your league are like, it's cool, then it's cool. I am definitely like, hey, look, it's those are the breaks. It it sucks. I get it. So I I understand both sides of the yeah. argument, especially because it was an early morning game and it sort of happened. By the way, if you were one of those people and I saw this on Twitter, like I set three alarms to make sure I got up to check and everything was fine and like, hey, if you did that, great. Don't be out here shaming people who didn't, who aren't as <laughs> obsessed about this game as you are. I'm glad that you're obsessed. I'm glad that you're watching this show and listening to this show um but let's not shame the people who decide that you know what i have a life and i want to sleep in especially if you live in california and you weren't up at 6 30 to watch the vikings and my, the saints my favorite were like the other fantasy analysts who were like we've known about this game for months and i'm like yes our life revolves around this <laughs> i get it and people were like right, maybe you didn't know about this i'm like do you know what what i where i work like i knew about the game don't worry <laughs> uh by the way though this is a chance for us to uh, Pop one of our in-house products. Yes. Fantasy Plus. Uh, if you have Fantasy Plus, it's $9.99 a year. gives you trade insights. It also will automatically plug guys into your lineup if you have somebody started who was inactive. So in this case, uh, Alvin Kamara would have been pulled out of your lineup and replaced with another suitable option. So that makes life easier. Besides, you know what? You can do it for this week because there's another London game that, again, starts early on the West Coast this week so if you don't have fantasy plus you can just go get it like i said it's 10 bucks for the whole year just go in the nfl fantasy app and click the fantasy plus button to upgrade today did you hear that bosses we're plugging the product (laughs) pat us on the back send us to mexico city that would be great i'd love that too uh all right enough of our complaining let's get to some of our biggest takeaways from sunday which actually will probably involve some more complaining but whatever it's a different kind of complaining uh florio and i put our heads together came up with five things we learned from watching football on sunday what was the first one for you uh, the first one for me is that Brees Hall has arrived, and, and he is the Jets running back that you want to start in fantasy moving forward. 67% of the snaps in week four, 17 carries, six targets. He went off for 78 yards and a touchdown, and this has been the trend. He's been playing more and more. He's really, the last couple of weeks, taken over all of the, the pass-catching usage there. Michael Carter still plays a role. He's never going to go away, but... Right now, over 60% of the snaps, we're talking about him getting close to 25 opportunities. Like That is big-time work for a running back that we know when he, he's getting this much volume, he could do a lot of damage with it. And, and sticking with the Jets real quick, a bonus one, it's time to worry about Elijah Moore. It really is time to worry about Elijah Moore. I'll say this, though. I mean, Zach Wilson coming in didn't hurt Brees Hall in any way, shape, or form. Nope. So maybe that's one we don't really have to worry about so much. Uh, for me... Letting you know, Miles Sanders read all your tweets. He read them all. <laughs> he probably printed them out. Probably has them on a wall in his house. Uh, he spent all offseason saying, don't draft me. We were like, okay, I'm not going to draft you. And now dude is balling. He did it again 
on Sunday in that game against the Jaguars. He's getting a ton of snaps. He's getting a ton of touches. And again, he's scoring touchdowns, which is a thing that apparently he wasn't allowed to do before this year. Kenneth Gainwell, I know he scored a touchdown yesterday, but Kenneth Gainwell really has not been as much of a factor in this Eagles offense. And so you're talking about the lead running back getting most of the work in an offense that is easily racking up 400 yards each and every week. So if you, you know, went against Miles Sanders' wishes and you drafted him, you're in a pretty good place right now. Maybe for the rest of us, you know, maybe we, we should have not doubted him at some point. Yeah, I, I'm willing to take the L on Miles Sanders. I thought there was too many other pieces there. Like, I thought Gainwell could take targets. Hertz could take some uh, goal line carries especially. That's the biggest thing for me. Like, they're using Melvin Gordon near the goal line. And, and if, that's, if he's getting those touches on top of all the volume, volume he's getting he's an rb2 with rb1 upside i would say yeah absolutely so uh, miles sanders we're, we're we're sorry and please don't don't just you know, keep the receipts you can toss the receipts away we're apologizing now uh for you what else did you learn this week stream everyone against the detroit lions like they're currently in the top 10 and fantasy points allowed to every offensive position and that includes in giving up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the second most to running backs right now like Gino Goff was what we thought Alan Lamar was going to be, and and it, it was so much fun. But this is becoming a re- – the, the Lions are the most scoring offensive team in football because their defense gives up so many points, but their offense scores enough that the team going against them has to keep scoring points. It just leads to great fantasy fun. I think it was Ian Harditz uh, who tweeted, and I don't even know if this is true. I don't know if, he, if this actually happened, but he said – yeah. The Lions might go into week five with the number one scoring offense and the 32nd ranked scoring defense. <laughs> it like, really That's be. really where they are right now, which as a fan makes them fun to watch. Like there's going to be a ton of points. They scored 45 points on Sunday and lost. That <laughs> we tells had a you too. Scoring, which by the way, I really would have thought that 48-45 had happened at some point in the history of the NFL, especially nowadays with the rules slanted toward offense and passing games being so sophisticated. I would have thought 48-45 would have happened, but apparently not. So uh, congrats to the Lions and Seahawks on uh, Scorigami, uh, which, by the way, <laughs> if you don't follow the NFL Scorigami account on Twitter, you absolutely should just because, you know, weird stuff like that happens every once in a while. Um, since I was apologizing to Miles Sanders... I should also hand out an apology to Josh Jacobs. I was down on Josh Jacobs this year. He was floating around that RB dead zone, and I would see his name pop up when I was on the clock and be like, "Mm, can't do it, not going to do it. It just seemed like the Raiders didn't really like him, and we spent a lot of time talking about all the snaps he played in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, Zamir White was a name that was drawing some buzz, especially in dynasty circles. They had Brandon Bolden. They had Amir Abdullah. They traditionally have never really thrown the ball to Josh Jacobs, but he is getting plenty of opportunities week in and week out, and while no one's ever going to confuse him with Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler in the passing game, they are throwing him the ball a little bit. And so uh, this is not just a one-week thing. This has been happening for several weeks in a row. So, uh, again, sort of like Miles Sanders, I was kind of out on Josh Jacobs this year. And I'm going to say I was wrong. Four weeks into the season, Josh Jacobs looks like he is here to stay in the Raider offense. I still think, look, he's probably still a low-end or a high-end RB2, maybe at best a low-end RB1. But that was certainly better than I had anticipated him being this year. Same. And, and- – the first two weeks, I was feeling really good about being low on him because I'm like, they're not throwing him the ball at all. and that's the, But the last two weeks, he's really taken that job and ran with it. So, And he gets a good matchup this week. I believe they're playing the Chargers in, uh, in week five. So that's a good matchup for him. 
So we'll uh, we'll stay on Josh Jacobs. We were uh, we we swung and missed on that one as well. Uh, one last one. Where are you going with your last your last uh, notable? David Njoku is a weekly startable tight end. I think I, I know he had the really big game last week where he finished as a top two scoring tight end, and and he was a big waiver wire pickup. Uh, some people though were a little bit you know cautious about getting him in their starting lineup. Me myself included, but I think you can now moving forward. Uh, I know he had a big first half yesterday. The second half wasn't quite what I was hoping it would be, but he still finished with seven targets, five catches, 73 yards in a PPR league. That's double-digit fantasy points right there. And he was second on the team in targets. So he's clearly someone that they're focusing on getting the ball in the passing game. When we woke up Sunday morning, I know you had the dilemma of do you start David Njoku or George Kittle? We're still waiting for Kittle to play. He's on Monday night against the Rams. If... Let's let's say Njoku finishes with more fantasy points than Kittle this week. Um, you know, do you do you look at maybe making a change rankings wise going forward between those two? I think it, it also depends for me on like what like if Kittle has another night where he's getting like four or five targets, then I'm gonna be really worried about him. And, and in fact, what I might do in that sense is yes, I will change the rankings, but I'd also probably try to trade George Kittle because he's still a big name in fantasy, and I think you could get a good amount for him. I, I don't think. A whole lot of people will trade for David and Joku. So if you're in a similar position, I think you can go that route. Like if you have David and Joku and Kyle Pitts right now, you're starting in Joku all day, which pains me to say, but I agree. It's funny. I remember we got tweets early in the season about, "Hey, I've got Kyle Pitts and George Kittle. What do I do?" And we were like, "Trade Kittle. Pitts is going to go off." Now you're sitting two, with two guys that's like, "I don't know about either of them yeah. right now." Didn't think that was going to be the case. Our top performers of the week, Jared Goff with over 33 fantasy points, four touchdown passes in the loss. Austin Eckler finally came to life, nearly 35 fantasy points, had three touchdowns to help out. Justin Jefferson bouncing back like we all knew he would. 31 fantasy points for him over in London. TJ Hawkinson, a huge day, eight for a buck, 79 and two touchdowns, nearly 40 points for Hawkinson. Greg Joseph, five made field goals for the Vikings, that's 16 points in the Giants defense. Six sacks, three fumble recoveries, 16 points. They are the top scoring defense. Let's get through some of the top performers, though, that may or may not have been on that board. Russell Wilson, and you liked him coming into the week. I sort of you know, was just kind of keeping my fingers crossed, hoping it would come together. Uh, the Broncos still have issues, but at least Russell Wilson put together a good game. Yeah, he did. It, it, if you watch the game, though, like, I, like you know that. Russell played well. The stats look good. He didn't look as good at times as the numbers looked. Uh, the, the rushing touchdown really did help him salvage his day. But it was his best uh, game of the year so far, I would say. So that that's certainly a good sign. He got Cortland Sutton a touchdown. He got Jerry Judy a touchdown. That's what we really care about as well for fantasy purposes. When you talked about you know Sutton and Judy sort of being the new version of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and mostly how those guys always seem to finish back to back in the the standings every week, and it. Sort of looks like the same thing may be happening with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and I'm here for it. Uh, mentioned Austin Eckler with the big day, and we had been talking about Eckler in the sense of he hadn't been playing badly. He just hadn't had those breakout days, and it just seemed like the Chargers on Sunday decided, you know what, we're just going to feed our running back the football, and they had chargery moments where it looked like maybe they are going to give the game away, but overall it ended up being a good day for them, and we're, we're happy now, aren't we? 
Yeah, and, and I think a big part of it was the schedule and, and the matchup. You could say, like, oh, yeah, Eckler did this again in a good matchup, but, like, that's what he is supposed to do. He's supposed to take advantage of these games. And moving forward, I mean, they still have a favorable schedule. Like, they get the Browns. The Broncos are a tough one. Then the Seahawks and Char- uh, and Falcons after that. So I, I think it gets it's going to continue to get better and better for Austin Eckler. I saw some people saying, like, now's the time to sell high on him. I don't fully agree with that. I think, like, you just kind of ride out with Austin Eckler. You drafted Austin Eckler probably in the top five. Like, no. Like, stop. Stop. <laughs> Dynasty, stop. Stop it. There's a reason you drafted him. Like, why wouldn't you want more of this in your lineup? I don't understand it. I don't. Uh, Jamal Williams. This was a week that everybody in fantasy football was on Jamal Williams. And I said before that usually when that happens, things tend to go sideways. This time it didn't. He got you almost 24 fantasy points, over 100 rushing yards, two touchdowns. And look, when DeAndre Swift is there, Jamal Williams still has a role. But in this Lions offense, being so high-powered, Jamal Williams, uh, whether or not Swift is there, is a guy that probably should be in more lineups. He's played four games, and in three of them, he's finished with two touchdowns. Like, that is a guy. <laughs> I know he's not going to keep that pace up, but the fact that even when Swift is out there, he's their goal-line runner. And then even when Swift is out there, like you said, he has a role where he's going to get probably double-digit touches with the, the amount of plays that this Lions offense has to run every week. I, I think Jamal Williams right now is obviously a must-start as long as DeAndre Swift is out. But after that, it becomes a flex option. He's absolutely a flex option this year. Love what he's doing. Uh, and hopefully by now he's going to be rostered in most leagues. Hopefully that, that has happened already. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This makes my brain itch. I can't figure it out because when you look at his usage rates, right, it is, it's split. There's CEH. Jarek McKinnon is still there. We saw a lot of Isaiah Pacheco on Sunday against the Buccaneers. Yet, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he gave you 22 fantasy points. He right now is a top four running back. It doesn't feel sustainable, but yet somehow, like, I'm afraid if I have him, I'd be afraid to take him out of my lineup. Yeah, I I agree. And yesterday was the best day so far this year for him, I would say, because the the trend early on with him had been like he'd be the running back that they would use early in games but as the game went on they would just get away from him that wasn't the case yesterday he he led this team in snaps he had 19 carries and, and i saw people on twitter being like oh he already is like it, it's like he's up there for like most receiving goal line receiving touchdowns by a running back but clearly the chiefs that is a part of their game plan because it's not just Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, they ran that cool trickery play for Jarek McKinnon that he got stuffed at the one yesterday. Clearly getting their running backs involved in the passing game near the goal line is a part of their plan. So uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is someone that I think you start as an RB2 and understand that he has an RB1 ceiling every week. Uh, the very wise, uh, very you know, savvy Sigmund Bloom tweeted on Monday morning about how we as a group have sort of figured out, you know, participation and opportunity and how that correlates to fantasy points. But he said, you know, maybe when you look at CEH, we need to figure out quality of opportunity because he is still splitting those those snaps back there, but the opportunities he are he is getting tend to be high leverage opportunities where he has a chance to score touchdowns. And we haven't quite figured out necessarily how to quantify that. But, uh, you know, for now, I think you just keep riding this train because it just seems like it's going to keep going. J.K. Dobbins, we sort of said this past week that, hey, maybe this was not a week to start J.K. Dobbins to wait and see. And if he goes off on your bench, then you can at least feel good about the fact that he's sort of back. And, you know, he probably went off on a lot of people's benches this week (laughs) in that game against the Bills. So, if anything, we should feel okay now that J.K. Dobbins is back and ready for a 
pretty good sized workload, right? Yeah, I, I think J.K. Dobbins is once again a, a player that you can start in fantasy football. He's still not getting like all like I, I still think there's room for improvement with his workload, like 51% of the snaps, 13 carries, four targets yesterday. Uh, the touchdowns obviously really helped him, but even if you take those away, like double digit fantasy points looks like a pretty safe floor for him right now. So I think he's back in play as an RB2, but the scary thing is, Marcus, I still think he has like untapped upside in this offense. I think he does too. Uh, and the fact that he's got 51% of the snaps is sort of amazing considering for years uh, it was kind of a three-way split when you talked about you know J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you know, Mark Ingram was hanging around there for a couple of years there. So if he's getting 50% of the snaps, I'm actually okay with that. Uh, D.K. Metcalf, two weeks in a row, a good fantasy week for D.K., uh, you know, we, we're going to talk about the Seahawks receivers a little bit later on in this show. But uh, the thing I want to talk about mostly about DK, uh, well, one, I, I guess we should talk about the fact that, that he looks like he's he is a relevant target again two weeks in a row. Is, is this sustainable in this new look uh, Seahawks passing game? With Geno Smith playing as well as Geno Smith is playing, and, and even more so than that, with this passing attack being as funneled as it is, is like that's the thing I love most is when Geno's throwing, it's almost to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. Yeah, other people will get targets, but those guys have such a large target share right now that I think DK is, is back in play. That's that's really great to hear. One thing that happened, though, with DK Metcalf, there were tweets about him being <laughs> carted off the field during the game, and everybody had a collective freakout. Turns out it really wasn't that serious. Uh, the tweet here, DK Metcalf got carted off the field to use the bathroom. King Energy, and he quote tweeted himself saying that clinch walk wouldn't have made it with the laughing emoji with the tears in his eyes. So we can all rest easy. DK did get carted off the field. It was not an injury situation. He just had bubble guts. That's all. <laughs> it's like Lamar Jackson from a couple years ago. Yeah. We just need Lamar to actually admit to it. Like, he won't admit to <laughs> he it. He won't, but we all know what it we was. We all know what was going on. We've, we've all seen that walk or that run <laughs> at some point. So shout out to DK Metcalf for just owning it uh, and being, like, you know, upfront about it. We can all have a good laugh at it and we go on because, it, uh, you know. They're running around. They get the metabolism going. It happens. It happens. It happens to all of us. Pro athletes. They're just like us. Uh, last one. Mo Ali Cox. And the Colts passing game has really been hard to figure after Michael Pittman. Honestly, this feels more like an Adam Rank that helps no one than anybody. But Mo Ali Cox, he had a couple of touchdowns. I don't know what to make of this. A week ago, it was Woods that had Jelani their Woods. tight end yeah. getting a couple of touchdowns for them. It's an annoying weekly occurrence if you have Michael Pittman because you would like to see him get you know a touchdown or two. But I still think Mo Ali Cox could be fantasy relevant. He's a guy who like has toyed with that in the past um but until we see either of these tight ends consistently do it you can't trust them it's just no one i trust in that passing game besides michael Pittman. it's just it's too volatile there are too many guys that are getting the ball spread around to them so those are the guys who did good let's talk about the guys who did ungood and you know what we could just make this one big long complaint session because you and i are pretty much going the same direction uh i mean i will let you start and i will fill in but please take the floor uh, for me, it, it is all about Kyle Pitts, yeah. who you know I was all about this draft season, and I built like my strategy around getting Kyle Pitts in the third round. And the most frustrating part is like it's not even Kyle Pitts struggling; it's the fact that like the Atlanta Falcons have decided our best course of action is to take away one of our two playmakers we're throwing the ball to, and just make this guy a blocker. I mean, in week four. 
He ran 13 routes. Like, Kyle Pitts ran 13. Your backup <laughs> tight end is playing more snaps and running the same number of routes as Kyle Pitts. And then this is a game where I know they won, but they completed seven passes. Like, that is not sustainable. You're not going to be able to win games that way. And unfortunately, because of Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota, I think for right now you really have to downgrade Kyle Pitts. He goes from a top five guy to, like, a borderline tight end one. So I came into this week, you're quoting Adam Rank's stat that Drake London had scored double-digit fantasy points in every game of his NFL career. Really felt like that was going to continue this week against the Browns. Nope. He had two catches for 17 yards, seven targets. You talk about Mariota completing seven passes. And they went for, at one point, they went a stretch where I think they ran the ball like 14 or 15 straight times in that game. It was just awful in this passing game. And yes, I knew that they weren't going to be great all year long. I mean, there's a reason Mariota has become a journeyman at this point in his career, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad to the point that you had people now calling for Desmond Ritter to get on the field and become the starter. I don't know what what the Falcons are doing offensively. You've got two really good pass catchers in Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and you're really not – I don't think you're maximizing either one of them, but it, this this was a huge, huge disappointment. I, I agree with you. They're, they are not maximizing either of them. I, I feel – better about London move like at least London had seven targets yesterday and they're letting him <laughs> run routes like Kyle Pitts has become just a glorified glorified blocker it like so of the two like I would be trying to acquire Drake London if I yeah. could I think Kyle Pitts but what do you do because you can't trade him nobody's going to take him off your hands right and now. I wouldn't want to trade I wouldn't feel good about trading for him myself right now yeah I think you just I keep saying like I'm not dropping him mm -hmm. I think he's too good and at too weak of a position to drop you likely have to start him if you have invested him this Man. much in him, but like, I don't know. It's I, rough. Yeah, it's rough. I and mean, we we are we we both were unanimous in starting David and Joku over him. Yeah, but it's bad right now. Mistakes were made. People will be blamed. Let's get a few sent to us by our fans at NFL Fantasy. Uh, let's start with this one from Suarez. XIX, which is what nineteen, I believe, in Roman numerals. Uh, not starting Derrick Henry. Like what? Why? That that's on you. That's he, on you, man. He he's been playing well. He's got a good matchup. Yeah. Why why would you not start Derrick Henry? He was and even on NFL doc, like he was ranked as a top three running back this week. So yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to figure, I need to figure out your logic here, dude. Uh, like it's Derrick Henry. Why wouldn't you start him? I I just want to know like who else do you who did you start over Derrick Henry? I'm confused. Yeah, I'm trying to think like they're like. He had said, I guess, someone off the waiver wire or something and like that. And it's that, not even like, you know, it's not like Henry has been out or you had a buy and like forgot to put him yeah. back in. I don't. Yeah, that's on you, dude. <laughs> uh, this next one from Lionbeard40, starting Marvin Jones over Josh Reynolds. Uh, I can understand this one. You know, I, I, can, I can at least make a yeah. case for why this happened, you know. Uh, Christian Kirk did get shut down pretty much against the Eagles. And and Jamal Agnew was the, like, we all thought it would, at least I thought it would be Marvin Jones with Zay right. Jones out, but it was Agnew was like, nope, remember me? Yeah. So I, I can understand this one. It, it, it definitely didn't work out in your favor, but the logic at least makes yeah. some sense to me. Uh, this one from Logan Simpkins, playing Dawson Knox instead of TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I I can understand this. I mean, it it looks bad in retrospect cuz Hawkinson had 40 points, but but again, we kept saying all week long that Bills yeah. and and Ravens was going to be really really high scoring. 
Uh, TJ Hawkinson had, you know, last week was really good for him, but before that he hadn't really been very good. So I, I can, I can explain this one away too. Yeah. I like, I would have played Hawkinson, but I wouldn't have, if someone was like, no, I'm going to go Dawson Knox. I wouldn't have been like, you're crazy or yeah. anything like that. No. So this, this made sense. Again, this was just one of the unfortunate uh, lineup decisions for you. Uh, and it may cost you. I don't know. Uh, let's see. The last one we got here. This one from Nick saying benched Penny. You weren't listening to the show this week. I feel like we said to start Rashad Penny. I liked Rashad Penny this week. This I, one, yeah. I, I was with you. I actually uh, co-manage a team with two friends, mm-hmm. and we had to decide Rashad Penny or Jeff Wilson, and I was saying Penny, and mm-hmm. they were saying Wilson, and then yesterday after his second touchdown, I just got a text that said, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least here's the thing. At least Jeff Wilson plays tonight, and so you can hope that maybe yeah. he puts up a decent number. But, you yeah, know, I was all on Rashad Penny this week. Marcus hammered this one. Plus, not to mention the fact that, you know, the start of this show, you heard Florio say, stream everybody against the Lions. So hopefully, if you have anybody playing against the Lions this week, you won't bench them. So there you go. All right. That was Rookie Mistakes presented by Snickers. We will take another break when we come back. We're going to play a little cap or no cap. We have hats here. And uh, we're going to either put them on or not put them on. We're going to try to be hip like the kids out there. So stay tuned (laughs) to watch us make ourselves look silly. That's next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 per month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today.
All right, we're doing a new thing here called cap or no cap, which is what the kids are saying nowadays on the Twitter machine. Uh, basically, I'm going to read a statement, and we're going to decide whether that's cap, like it's a lie, it's not going to be, be true, or no cap, like it's a thing that really is going to happen, and we should all get on board with it. So I got five different statements here. We will uh, go through these pretty quickly here. Uh, first one, Jared Goff is now a QB1 for the rest of the season, cap or no cap? No cap. I'm not putting the hat on. I, I think he's like I have him ranked as a top twelve quarterback for this week. Uh, even in a, a what looks like a tough matchup on paper, there it's what we said earlier. It's just the perfect recipe for fantasy success. And then he could even get Jamison Williams back, which would only take him to a next level. It's weird. I'm gonna say no cap myself. Not putting the cap on. Uh, never would have thought this coming into the year. But uh, you know, look, and he did this on Sunday with no Amon Ross, St. Brown, no DeAndre Swift. They still went out and put up 45 points. Golf still slinging it. There it was the cute. QB1 heading into Monday night. So uh, this seems like it is for real. So uh, I'm on board with that. Uh, over to Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, who's been disappointing so far, is now an RB2. Yeah, I'm. Uh, for those listening, I'm now putting the cap on. This <laughs> is cap because he is clearly, uh, I still think, an RB1. I'm not ready to downgrade him. I know yesterday he lost the two rushing touchdowns to Kenny Pickett. If those goal line carries go to Najee Harris, we're – we're talking about him very, very differently right now. I, I am with you. I'm going to say cap. I'm going to put the cap here on the front of my skull. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the usage rates. This looks weird. Okay, there we go. Um, the usage rates are just too high for Najee Harris, and there's nobody mm -hmm. else in that backfield. It's not like it's not a Kansas City thing, right, where you've got other guys coming in to take snaps. This is a Najee Harris backfield. Eventually the touchdowns will come. I think the targets will be there as well. So I think he still has RB1 upside. Okay. Let's stay, though, in Pittsburgh. We talked about the quarterback change there. It was not looking great with Mitch Trubisky. Now it's Kenny Pickett. But Deontay Johnson not in the top 25 among wide receivers. So Deontay Johnson is now a wide receiver three, cap or no cap. Breaking out the cap again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are Deontay Johnson is not a wide receiver three. I, I can't really get this to stay like you could, but uh, <laughs> but I know yesterday four targets, two catches, 11 yards, bad game, like his worst game of the year. But before that, he had double-digit targets in every single game this year. I still think he's going to be the focal point of their passing game. And even more so, I, I think Kenny Pickett, while there's some unknown there, I think he raises the ceiling because Mitch Trubisky just ain't it. I will say it is also cap. I put the cap back on. Uh, he's, he's going to get the targets, as you mentioned. And I think with Kenny Pickett, I think the upside is maybe there's some downfield targets as well. Um, you know, it, it may be ugly. It may be frustrating at times. But I said at the start of the show, he's the one Steeler that I think you can feel okay starting next week while everybody else you're sort of taking a wait-and-see attitude on because Deontay Johnson is by far the number one wide out there. I think he's a wide receiver, too. I don't think he's Agreed. a wide receiver, three. Uh, we sort of talked about DK Metcalf and his gastrointestinal issues. But in terms of him on the field and Tyler Lockett as well, it's safe to start both Seahawks wide receivers every single week, cap or no cap? For the time being, I, I think that's no cap. Like, And it's just the fact of how funneled the volume is for these guys. Like, Again, even when, well, one, Seattle's throwing more than I anticipated they would. They've been throwing well above league average rate. And then when they do throw, like, like he's looking for Lockett and for DK, and that's what we want. That is what we want. I am not so sold. I'm going to say it's cap. I'm going to put the cap on here real quick. I think I think both both of these guys are in play, 
But I think every week, I think it's going to be hard. I think there's going to be DK weeks. There will be Tyler Lockett weeks. So I don't know that I feel confident every single week. But because it could be one or the other any given week, I think you're in a situation where you're starting probably either of them. Like if you have Lockett, you're starting Lockett. If you have Metcalf, you're starting Metcalf. Um, but just know that there could be weeks where it's just one or the other yeah. and not necessarily both. So I'm going to call cap on that one. Okay. Tyler Conklin. Of all these surprise tight ends in the NFL in fantasy football, Tyler Conklin might be the surprisiest. Uh, he's a top five tight end right now heading into Monday Night Football. So Tyler Conklin will be a tight end one for the rest of the season, cap or no cap. I'm going to say cap, but this one I think is very close. Like this Because of the position, because he plays tight end, and because uh, anyone who has a pulse could become a tight end one there. <laughs> uh, but... The reason I'm saying cap to that is because Corey Davis is still being heavily involved there. Then there's Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Plus, they already love throwing the ball to Brees, uh, Brees Hall. At some point, there's only so many targets to go around. I'm going to say no cap, but I'm sort of I feel like we're sort of kind of in the same place, right? We're 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 in the same we're in the same section just kind of sitting a couple seats from one another. <laughs> I, I'm going to say no cap on this one because of what you mentioned. Being a tight end one doesn't really take a lot. And even if he doesn't have big games every week, if he's consistently giving you, say, four or five catches for like 50 or 60 yards, you sprinkle in the occasional touchdown, over the course of the season, that could be enough to finish as a tight end one. So I don't know that this is necessarily uh, a huge praise, a huge defense of Tyler Conklin as much as it is an accusation about the tight end position as a whole. But uh, I think he squeaks in there as a tight end. Plus, the He's Jets have not had a relevant fantasy tight end like in my lifetime. <laughs> I can't think of one ever. And and the funny thing is, like CJ Uzama was brought in to be that guy. Right and here we are, it's Tyler Conklin. Which Tyler Conklin was that guy sort of in Minnesota last year when Irv Smith got hurt, uh, and he stepped in and played really well. So there you go. All right, so that was cap or no cap. Again, you may see something similar on Fantasy Live. Just know <laughs> that we didn't talk about this beforehand. It just was a weird coincidence that they both happened. Let's look at some of the top waiver wire targets for the week. Florio, take us through your list. Geno Smith, who uh, balled out there. Jared Goff is the top quarterback ad this week. I, I would say Ryan Tannehill is very much so in play in a good matchup against Washington. I would add Teddy Bridgewater because we learned that Tua will not play in week five. And then Kenny Pickett as more of a long-term flyer at the running back position. Uh, guys with injury, Naheem Hines, Mike Boone, uh, Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley, all going to get more work with the starter hurt. Eno Benjamin looks like he's in play there. Rashad White, another name I would add to that running back group as as well uh, and then looking at some receivers and tight ends Corey Davis who continues to get volume Devonte Parker looks like a playmaker there Josh Reynolds just if the other guys stay banged up and speaking of banged up the Bills lost both of their slot receivers yesterday so Khalil Shakir is in play there Donovan Peoples-Jones had nine targets Jamal Agnew stepped up with all the other Jags receivers being banged up and then tight end is pretty gross but uh, Taysom Hill and Mo Alley-Cox uh, they both did a little something this week uh, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way if you want more waiver wire analysis check out Matt Okada's column he writes that every week you can find that at nfl.com slash waiver wire but let's talk about some names on this list we talked a little bit about mike boone so we don't have to get deep into it but uh again i think a, a big opportunity is coming for mike boone yes i don't think he completely replaces javante williams but if you lost javante 
Melvin Gordon is not going to be on your waiver wire. I can guarantee you that. So uh, this this seems like the easy move here. The, the other running backs that we like are short-term ads. Like while you could play these guys for the next couple of weeks while the starter's out. Mike Boone, though, is a long-term ad because Javante's done for the year. So he you're picking him up. You're going to be, have to be very aggressive, I think, to get him this Yeah, week. I think if you play in a league with Fab, you are probably going to have to spend most, if not all, of your fab to uh, make sure you lock in Mike Boone. Tyler Algier saw a lot of snaps, had a pretty good day for the Falcons. I uh, mentioned earlier in the show Cordero Patterson on injured reserve, which means he's going to be out for four weeks. Uh, I know Algier was sort of a dynasty favorite, uh, you know, a keeper league favorite, and at least in the short term, it looks like we're going to get the opportunity to see what he can do. Albeit, you know, we just sat here and kind of dumped on the Falcons offense. So I don't know. I don't know how excited we feel about it, but the opportunity is definitely there. Yeah, he played 44% of the snaps. He's their most explosive option there. And he was he's the one that I would add first. Uh, but Caleb Huntley did also have 10 carries and he's the one that got used near the goal line. So I think we're going to see a committee or, or a split between those two. But Algier would be the side that I would prefer. Josh Reynolds uh, was on the list there at wide receivers because I've been saying for years that you always want to get a piece of that Lions offense because that's just how it works. But, uh, look, as long as I'm on Ross St. Brown is banged up, as long as DJ Chark is banged up, um, this isn't just a, hey, somebody's got to catch the ball. He actually was a big part of what the Lions did on Sunday. Yeah, he was. Eight targets, you see there. He scored a touchdown. And, and the Patriots defense, they get the Patriots next week. They are not nearly as scary as they've been in years past. In fact, they're in the top ten in fantasy points allowed through the air. So uh, it, someone's got to catch the ball there if Amon Ra and DJ Chark are out again. So I would expect Josh Reynolds to step up if given the opportunity. We weren't sure about the, the Packers wide receivers, but you know Romeo Dobbs had a good game. Christian Watson scored a rushing touchdown. Alan Lazard was involved. So maybe uh, that is a play if you, you need some wide receivers to start. And Taysom Hill is back in our lives. He scored a rushing touchdown on Sunday, and you mentioned tight end being kind of gross. So I guess we've reached the Taysom Hill part of the program now. Yeah, I, I think the hope if you have Taysom Hill is uh, he's in play for me if Alvin Kamara misses more time and if Jameis Winston misses more time because then we're just going to get more and more Taysom Hill packages. Like, they didn't throw him the ball at all. Uh, if he doesn't score that rushing touchdown, you're, you're left wanting a whole lot more. But when we're talking about tight ends again, a touchdown is enough to – to be to, to make you have a very good day at that position. It gets you in the at least in spitting distance of tight end one if you can score a touchdown. So Taysom Hill, welcome back. <laughs> <sighs> Want to wrap up the show with some Madden movers? It's a chance for us to kind of give some love to guys we didn't get otherwise in the show and tell folks over at EA maybe these folks deserve a bit of a boost when it comes to their ra their rankings on the Madden game. So uh, for you, who is a guy from Sunday that you think deserves a Madden ratings boost? Damian Pierce. Like, I, I know rookies get rated low at the start of their careers, but this guy's a 77 overall. I'm going to need to see his ratings start with at least an 8 next week Ooh. because 68% of the snaps, 14 carries, no one else on Houston had a carry, 6 targets that was more than Rex Burkhead had, 138 yards, it's a touchdown. He's now scored over 18 fantasy points in two straight games. I'm very excited about him moving forward. Very excited about Damian Pierce. I'm also excited about Gerald Everett. And this is a guy that I did not really think was going to have a good game coming into it against the Houston Texans with no Keenan Allen. But again, went and balled out. He's having a great start to his season. He's at a 78 overall. Maybe he creeps a little bit closer. Maybe he doesn't get to 80. Let's bump him up to a 79, shall we? You see that the five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Very much a part of what 
what the Chargers are doing, throwing the football. And we always thought he had this potential, but you know, for years he was playing alongside Tyler Higby, and they were sort of cannibalizing each other. Now he's sort of on his own, and he is uh, he's playing well, and I think deserves a little bit of a bump. Uh, you got another rookie on your list here. Yeah, I'm taking the easy way out, but Romeo Dobbs <laughs> here definitely needs to be higher than a 72 overall. I understand why he's rated as that was a fourth-round pick and yada, yada, yada. Eight targets there, tied for the team high, five catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. And if that doesn't impress you enough, he almost had a monster day. There was a long ball touchdown that would have been the game-winning catch Mm -hmm. from Aaron Rodgers that he had in his hands, fell when he dropped out when he hit the ground, getting tackled. But if he holds on to that, forget about it. And I think before our eyes, he's clearly winning over Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely turning into the wide receiver one there in Green Bay. And, yeah, that catch would have been amazing. Even uh, Des Bryant caught it, uh, tweeted about (laughs) it, said uh, he caught it, whatever. Uh, I'll finish up with a rookie of my own. That's going to be George Pickens, who finally came to life. And it was a thing Florio called during the week. Six catches, 102 yards in the loss to the Jets. He's a 75 overall. His catch rating is 85. Maybe we can bump that up a little bit, too, because he already has maybe the greatest catch of the year that one hander he had uh, a couple weeks ago so let's give him a bump this is a guy that were not for some off-field issues probably would have been the first wide receiver or one of the first wide receivers taken in the nfl draft and uh, really showing off in the last couple of weeks for the steelers so there you go. Those are our Madden movers for the week. In the meantime, just a reminder that we got fantasy shows five days a week. We can uh, You can subscribe to this show, obviously, and then everything else shows up in your podcast feed. It is the Q&A show on Tuesdays and Fridays. It's the Stardom Sit'em show on Thursdays as well. You can find it in the Fantasy app, the NFL channel, or your favorite po- podcast provider. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if a turtle loses its shell, is it naked or homeless? Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. 